Um, thank you again for, for being here today, uh, for joining us. Um, a, a few things real quick. Um, today is um, another deadline for our adult retreat. So if you haven't yet registered for that, would encourage you, uh, would push you to please do that today. Um, tomorrow we have to give a, a fairly uh, close guess as to our final number. So if you could do that today, that would be really great. Um, continue to be in prayer for our retreat and revival weekend. Um, a, as you know, um, as you may no, uh, a group of people went out to Ecuador, uh, came back uh, last week on Friday, and we've been hearing some of their testimonies. So today we have the opportunity to hear from three more of our people. We're going to hear from um, Isaac Lee first, and then John Kim second, and then Lisa Lee third, as they share uh, the work that God has done in their lives. So I'm not going to introduce them um, after this. So if you just one by one can come up, um, and then we'll appreciate and encourage them as they come by giving them um, a round of applause. So um, Isaac will come. Let's give him a round of applause. Okay, so uh, for those who don't know, uh, my name is Isaac Lee, and I'll be a freshman at the University of Florida, majoring in uh, applied physiology and kinesiology, or in other words, uh, physical therapy. And I have been to Ecuador uh, for the past three summers. Uh, for those who are joining us for the first time today, uh, last year, one of our team members and dear brothers, Joshua Tico Kim, was called home to be with the Lord through what some may call a series of unfortunate events. Um, for the past year, I suffered from immense feelings of guilt. I sat there thinking to myself, Yeshong jumped in in a heartbeat. Our translator, whom we had known for only five days, jumped in to risk his life to try and save Tico. And yet I sat there watching everything happen since others said not to go. However, I thought that if I was really that courageous, I should have jumped in regardless of what anyone else was, t- was, was telling me. I sat there hating myself for not doing more. I also felt guilty for not treating Tico the way I should have when he was here on earth. I sat there wondering to myself, how was I supposed to look at Tico's brother, uh, my best friend with a straight face, feeling like I could have done more to save his brother? These feelings carried over into this year's trip as we went back to visit the river where Tico was called home to be with our father. I sat there beating myself up until words of encouragement from Pastor D.L. and Tico's mom um, hit home for me. Pastor D.L. was telling me how it was unfair for me to sit here and beat myself up because God doesn't hold it against me. Harvest doesn't hold it against me. Tico's family doesn't hold it against me. And most of all, Tico doesn't hold it against me. Most of all, the words of Tico's mom really helped me get a lot of, get rid of a lot of this guilt. At the river where her own son was called home to be with the Lord, she told us, no more crying, no more pain. My son is happy and spending time with the Lord. I don't want you guys to be sad anymore because I'm not sad, and neither is KJ, Tico's dad. Don't be sad because Tico's life is something to be happy about, not sad. And most of all, because of my one son who went home to be with the Lord, I have gained many more sons and daughters. As I went back to Ecuador this year, I found myself in a place of ambivalence. I was happy to be back and wanted to continue the work there, but at the same time felt undeserving because I wasn't as spiritually prepared, nor was my life radically different from last year. But that said, I came to this conclusion. While we may have not saved hundreds of lives or built an entire church in Ecuador, we could clearly say that there's at least one reason why we were there. Humanly speaking, we can say we built the church. We can say we developed a relationship with the Ecuadorians. 
We can say we threw the wedding. We can say we built the goat farm. We can say we painted the church. We can say we did all of that. But there is one thing that without a doubt God ordained to be. We have seen God's hand guiding us during the whole time we, ser- we have served in Ecuador. Last summer, summer of 2011, was supposed to be our last trip to Ecuador since our original missionary was no longer in Ecuador, and we wanted to serve in countries where we had missionaries. However, God had other plans. There's a reason why we were connected to Yonjusan in, in 2009. There's a reason as to why we were then connected to Chris and Jenny Hoskins in 2010. There's a reason as to why it was Chris and Jenny who experienced last year's occurrences with us. There's a reason as to why it was our quote-unquote last year that Tico was called to go to Ecuador. And there's a reason as to why Tico was called home to be with the Lord. And if nothing else we've been doing in Ecuador was for this one reason, that one reason that God had planned for us to be in Ecuador would be for our dear brother Roberto that Pastor Dio talked about last week. When we first arrived at the nursing home in Quito, Roberto did not do much. He did not smile. He did not lift up his head. He did not do anything. Roberto was hopeless, Roberto was depressed, and hadn't smiled in years. His family never came to visit him, and from my understanding, Roberto's depression got so bad, or got to the point where he even tried to commit suicide twice since his arrival at at the nursing home. But there's a reason as to why Roberto's attempts at suicide didn't work. There's a reason as to why Roberto was placed in that specific nursing home. There's a reason as to why God wanted us in Ecuador for 11 days this year. God did not let Roberto's attempts at suicide work, and God called Tico home last year so that this year we would welcome Roberto into the family of Christ. But it wasn't just Roberto. God had plans for our bus driver, Santiago, also. He was our driver who spent a whole week with us, our driver who, at the beginning of the week, never left the bus as we did ministry. But at the end of our time, he was sitting with us during the wedding service, and he was sitting with us during the church services that we held. And at the end of our time with him, he came to know the Lord as he said to us, I promise to read this Bible every day because I want to see and experience the love and the joy that fills your guys' hearts, and I want to know what it is like to live a life for a cause greater than my own. And Roberto was not the only reason why we were called back to Ecuador than Santiago was. We could have brought all of Harvest to Ecuador, and for Roberto and Santiago, it would have been worth it. They, they were the lost sheep that God was pursuing. And there were many more in Lumbaki, Sinangue, and Cabeno. Through all this, we are reminded that the angels and God himself rejoices more when one person comes to know the glory of the risen Lord than for 99 who don't need a savior. God has, been, God has been and is doing so many things in the country of Ecuador, and I am constantly remind, being reminded of God's sovereignty and grace over my life and the people we encounter. Ecuador will always have a place in my heart, so I, so I end with this. For those of you who are on the fence about going to Ecuador, consider making a commitment now to go in the future. Just like everyone else, I had my list of reasons not to go. Uh, it's expensive. But I remember that it was God who blessed me with the job and the money I have. It's not comfortable but I remember that it wasn't comfortable for Christ to be flogged, spit upon, and nailed to a cross. It was hard to take time off, but I realized that bringing a non-believer to know the love of Christ and spend eternity with him was worth more than staying here and doing whatever I could be doing here. I thought it was hot before realizing that I live in Florida. So I realized that there's really no excuse as to why I couldn't go. If God wants me there, who am I to say otherwise? God wanted Tico there. And if Tico had rejected God's calling, life would be so much different for Roberto and Santiago. So as people urge me to go into, so as people urge me to go in the past, I urge you to go because I can promise you that this is quite arguably one of the best trips that you could ever go on. Thank you.
Sorry if my voice is a little bit shaky. I'm a little nervous, but um, all right. Uh, throughout my life, I've always been afraid of making commitments, and I think that's something you know I've always had a hard time admitting to myself. But I think it's become more apparent to me in the past couple of years. Um, and I would say that this problem most likely came from my desire to be a people pleaser and um, my fear of letting people down. You know, if I never made any commitments, then I would never have to let anybody down. And you know, easy solution, but also the easy way out. However, for some reason last year, I made a commitment around the same time last year after our dear brother and friend, um, Josh Tico, passed away while serving in Ecuador. Um, yeah, it's crazy how quickly time flies by. You know, I can remember it like it was yesterday um, where Joseph came up. He gave his testimony, um, and then he sat down, and we were sitting, like, right over there. And uh, we were both just crying, and I remember just putting my arm around him. And, um, <clears throat> yeah, my voice is just shaky. That's all it is. <laughs> um, yeah. I just remember telling him that, you know, I promised to go back with him next year to Ecuador. And, you know, at that time, I had no idea, you know, how my schedule would be, where I would be, um, you know, if I would be back here in Orlando. But I made a commitment anyways. And, uh, you know, maybe I was just really convicted by a DL sermon or just really touched by Joseph's testimony. But, you know, a promise is a promise. And, um, yeah, so fast forward a year, and there I was in Ecuador. And we're about to hop onto a bus to our, um, our first village in Lubaki. And as we were about to hop on, Joseph just looked back at me, and he was just say, hey, Oogs, remember um, last year when you promised me you would come to Ecuador with me? You know, well, this is it. And at that moment, I was just, like, staring at him. I, I got kind of choked up. And, um, yeah, I think it's because, you know, he's like kind of like the little brother I never had. And I was just so proud of him to see how faithful um, of a man of God he's grown up to be. And I was just really touched because I think through that moment, God revealed to me his faithfulness. Um, you know, I, I may have said that promise a year ago, but it was God who made it possible. Um, it was his will for me to go to Ecuador. And you know, that made me more excited than ever to see what he had in store for this trip. Um, yeah, so my second promise came to one of the first few patients I had while in Lubaki. His name was Diego. Um, you know, besides the fact that he could speak a little bit of English, there was something different about him. Um, he was able to speak English because he went to college to um, study English so he could become a teacher and a professor someday. And, yeah, I just got along with him really well. Um, so I asked him to come along with us to another town, Sinagüe, to help us translate and practice his English. He was super excited and gladly tagged along. And while we were there, we were just able to talk to each other and just get to, get to know each other more. And, um, you know, I was just really touched to see his heart for God and his desire to use his English skills as well to become a translator for future missionaries. And he also challenged me to work on my Spanish. So I made a promise to him to work on it when I got back home, you know, so that we could compare each other's progress when we saw each other again. And a part of me kind of regrets making that uh, promise because, you know, I finally just graduated from school and now I have to get back to the books and get back to study mode and practice my Rosetta Stone Spanish, but, you know, whatever. It's all for the glory of God. Um, yeah, and after this full day in Sinangue, yeah, I was on a promise streak. You know, I made a, also made another promise to myself. Um, but before I go into that, just before this trip, I remember a lot of past mission uh, members were talking about Sinangue and the people there and how they're very hard to open up and kind of res- 
unreceptive to, you know, the message that we're bringing. But um, after our brother Tico passed away, they were starting to open up more and um, just they were more welcoming towards us or towards the past missions member. And I kind of got a glimpse of that that day. Um, so in Sinago, you know, we're doing a full day of dental treatment and we're extracting teeth and just building relationships and praying for people there. And it was an exhausting day, but we're all just willing to keep on going. Um, we didn't want to leave, but we had to because in order to cross the river to get there and to get back, um, we had to leave by about 4 o'clock or else the river would be too high and we'd have to stay there. And um, so the thing about Sinangwe, it's on top of a cliff, like a 20, 30-foot cliff they have to climb up and also a river you have to cross too. Um so, yeah, as we went down that cliff and crossed the river and we started packing up our equipment to go in the car, um, I remember just looking up on that cliff. And, uh, yeah, I just saw a group of the people from Sanangwe. They were just standing there. And, uh, you know, they were just, like, waving back at us. And I think that's something that will be forever etched in my memory. And at that moment, um, I could just picture Tico just, you know, smiling down on that scene and... Um, yeah, it was just something special to me. And at that moment, um, I promised myself that to come back. And uh, <clears throat> still, still nervous. Um, but yeah, you know, I told myself this is the only beginning. And I know that God has great things planned for the country of Ecuador, and I want to be a part of it. Um, so yeah, on the last day of doing dental work in Ecuador, um, as we were packing up our stuff, DL came up to me and asked me, you know, so, Johnny, are you going to be coming back next year? And, you know, I felt I found myself falling back into my old ways and gave a wishy-washy answer. You know, I told him that we'll see how things work out next year. And, you know, I wasn't sure how my schedule would turn out. So I gave him the typical answer I'm accustomed to. You know, I told him, you know, maybe. You know, I wanted to go, but I'm, I wasn't sure if I could go. Um, and, again, I tried to take the easy way out. <clears throat> well, you know, I'm here to say that I'm tired of taking the easy way out. And I wanted to make one more commitment and a promise in front of all of you so that you could hold me accountable to it. Um, you know, from here on out, I want to make a commitment to to God to use my talents for his glory and not my own. Um, less of me and more of him. You know, God has blessed us all with so many talents here. And, um, you know, it's time for us to take those talents out there. And we sh- we shouldn't try to fit missions into our own busy schedules because it should be the other way around. You know, our lives should revolve around missions. And after coming to this realization, um, I'm here to announce my decision. <laughs> Next year, I'm going to be taking my talents to South America and join the 2013 Ecuador Summer Missions Team. Um, yeah, unfortunately, I probably won't have a spouse to take with me like Chris, but I'm sure it'll be a great time. And that I hope that you all will consider going. Um, pray about it and make a commitment. And I promise you won't regret it. Yes, I am crying already. Thank you very much. (laughs) Okay. All right. I'm Lisa. (laughs) Yeah, I'm crying already. All right. Um, This is my second time going to Ecuador. And here's a little of what God showed me on this trip. 
Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. I went to Ecuador last summer, and like all of us on the team and back home, um, I didn't expect what happened would happen. So, um, <laughs> while swimming in a river, one of our team members got caught in a current and went to be with the Lord. And I've heard this story worded so many different ways over this past year. And it's still hard to think about, not especially hard for me, but hard as it is for many of us, because there are so many questions I had. Oh, sorry. Um, going back to school and being away from my Harvest family was difficult, but coming back home and feeling the altogether obvious absence of our friend was even harder. It's a good story, guys. It gets better. <laughs> okay. I felt helpless as my best friends and my younger brother were hurting, and I couldn't do anything to make the pain or guilt go away. Um, even singing that God was minded to save or that you alone can rescue wasn't as easy to sing because every lyric became a decision I had to make to trust in him even when he didn't save or rescue, at least not in the way we had prayed. So when the opportunity to go back to Ecuador... <laughs> bro, <laughs> okay, I need to take a deep breath. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> so when the opportunity to go back to Ecuador rolled around, I knew I wanted to go because despite the painful memories... There are people and places in Ecuador I'd spent the last year dreaming about. Um, children we'd introduced to Jesus and pastors who I'd prayed would be confident in their calling, not shaken by a decision to take a missions team to a river. I was excited and nervous and unsure how it would go, so I hid my heart in a quiet place and just told Jesus how I was feeling. Um, during our time in the Amazonian region, last year's team had the opportunity to go back to the river. I said I wanted to go. I knew it wouldn't be easy to be reminded of the hardest day of my life, but it wasn't a difficult choice to make. Sitting on the rocks by the river after the accident was the one time in my life when I felt closest to God. During those hours, I had no hope, no person, and no truth to cling to, except that which I found in God, and that was more than enough. Going back to that place, I thought about this past year and cried, not because I missed Tico, even though I did, but because I remembered my prayers that day and saw that God had been good to every last word. He didn't save Tico's life physically, but he never promised life. He promised to be near, to walk by my side, to uphold me, and to never let me down. He promised these things to Tico as well, and in life and in death, he was faithful to all these promises. He assured me that he is the one who will care for my friends as I fight for them in prayer. And he's doing a healing work in me as well, truly making beautiful things out of a seemingly hopeless situation. I thank God that I never had to wonder if he could be better. And walking away from the river, I was so, so glad that it was him all along. It was this good and loving of a God I could call my own. And all of this happened before the end of the fourth day of the trip, believe it or not. And I wouldn't say this was the best part of the trip either. 
We made so many new memories in new and familiar places with new and familiar people. And seeing the relationships growing between our church and Ecuadorian church from one year to the next can't be anything but the work of God. Through this trip, God reminded me that as good as he proved himself to be to me, I can't be so arrogant to think he wants me to know he's good just so I know he's good. There's a whole world out there he's waiting to be God for. He knows he's what this world needs, and his heart delights in people recognizing his heart for them. So thanks for sending us financially and in prayer and for your support. Um, We went confidently knowing our church was behind us all the way. And I hope this winter some of us will be able to support you if you get the chance to go on missions. And I would highly recommend that you go, not just to grow in your love for God, but to grow in his vision for the world as well. Thank you.